Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me special guest, Michelle Lewis of The Color Cure. Now, I met her actually at George Bryant's event back in October in, in Montana. Pretty much meet everyone that I get on the show at George's events. They really should. Uh, I joke that like I go to his events to find more fun, awesome people to get on the show. But she rocked our world there, talked to us about branding, colors, all this different stuff. So I wanted to bring her to you guys. But Michelle, give us a little bit of your background, how you even got into this color world. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a really fun show because I get to talk about my favorite thing in the world, which is color and color psychology, specifically in branding. So uh, the way I got into this was very odd. I started in film and television. So of course, had studied color from that angle, later got a degree in interior design, uh, then started studying natural medicine, actually, indigenous medicine and learning how light affected plants. Uh, started my online business career and it totally flopped. And no engagement, no sales, nothing. That's what really drove me to looking at color from a more holistic perspective, branding from a more holistic perspective, and not just what my favorite colors are, or what I think looks good, and having strategy to it. And when I noticed that that really made a huge difference for me, and especially how people were attracted to me, I knew I was onto something. So it's been a couple years of a journey. Uh, it took me a while to launch the Color Cure. I started with Visibility Vixen, but that's mm -hmm. what got me here. And now I am incredibly passionate about it because I think that it is one of the most powerful things that we can do is look at color in a unique way and how we can use it. Yeah. And it, it's so funny because like it opened my eyes and I'm a guy. So full disclosure, I don't always think that way. I'm just like, I'm in the sales room of this. I never thought about how color or branding or anything would affect, you know, how people are attracted to you. But if we were talking in words and stuff and telling stories that in my mind makes sense. So for someone that's just starting out, like maybe they're, they're trying to start their brand. And if you want to use my logo, great. If you need something else, I don't, whatever works. What, what should they look for and what should they maybe stay away from? And we can break that into two parts if you want. So kind of when they're just getting started, getting established, what should they look at from a visual branding perspective? Yeah, like say for like a logo or maybe for doing live videos or the whole thing, because I think it all plays into it. Like people, when they see you on video, what you're wearing, I'm assuming it's affecting them. When they see your yes. brand, it gives them a feeling. And I learned this from her. I'm just repeating what I learned back at the event. But yeah, just that aspect of it to start. Yeah, it's a great question because we are taught, especially from our Google research and our mentors, how to have a clear message. We think that that is just how we pitch ourselves vocally or the literal written messaging we have on social media or our website. The key here is incorporating that message into something visual. And that's not just an image, that's a color. So if you can understand that just like when we're speaking, that has a frequency, sound, music has a frequency, color as well is proven to have a vibration, AKA a frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's much more powerful when we have a message to back it up with a corresponding color that supports that intention. 
And like we've talked about at the event, you have 0.05 seconds to keep and get someone's attention. So that's not long enough to read your message. So the first step is making that visual with that color experience, whether it's your logo, your website, your social media, what you're wearing, so that then someone can go, oh, I'm intrigued, and then be able to see the rest of what you're presenting. So that's where I would get started. Okay, what is the core of my messaging? What colors support that intention? And then take it from there. Got you. So my, my thought goes to this. So like, I know we talked a little bit about it, but I had no clue what colors did. Like when I did my logo, it's blue because I liked blue. I had the gold mm -hmm. on there because my wife designed it and says 150K because it's a podcast. Uh -huh. And I'd never had thought of how that color stuff would affect someone. So are there any colors that like when you're trying to start a business, and I'm assuming it depends on what type of business that you should lean toward? And are there colors that are like, hey, this is a no-go, don't do like, I know I have the gray thing behind me for my screen. If you can't see the house, don't do gray, maybe, because that <laughs> will give a different feeling to someone. Right. It's important to know that there are colors that create a response and colors that don't. So the colors that create a response are the ones in the visible light spectrum, which are the blues, the greens, the yellows, the oranges, the purples, the... Uh, I know I'm skipping some. We have indigo, we have violet, we have also the ones that aren't, which are pink and magenta. Those from what I've studied culturally, scientifically, behaviorally, historically, all create a tangible, measure, measurable mm -hmm. reaction in the body or through someone's behavior. The colors that do not are the whites, grays, browns, and blacks. So important when you're making the decision, you can still have the non-reactionary colors. They just need to be in the background, having them be the white space of your site. But your primaries do need to be intentionally chosen and hopefully chosen for a reaction because otherwise you're just going to be working that much harder to get people's attention instead of it being primarily subconscious, especially like in your case, scrolling through, looking at different marketing shows. Why are they going to choose yours more than someone else's? Mm -hmm. Well, really, the only difference in the beginning is going to be visually. Yeah. When I notice, like, because reels are really hot right now, mm -hmm. I notice on certain reels when I'm wearing certain outfits, I have more people, more views. And it's yes. not like, like, my, I could do the same reel and in a different thing, have different. It's weird. Not, I guess it's not weird, but it's like, I just didn't think about that till coming back from the thing. I started looking at, okay, so if I wear this color, that actually will catch their attention. And then sometimes I notice if I'm outside or in a different environment, that will affect them too. And it's amazing because it's not really predictable. I mean, I do color reels every day. I'm wearing the color I'm talking about. And so I expected to get the most reaction from red uh, and yellow primarily because yellow is a very cautionary color, makes the pupils kind of freak out and all this stuff. And red is an action color, but that's not what happened. It's been purple and green. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting because I was talking to my friend Ellen Yin from the Cubicle to CEO podcast yesterday, and we were talking about how there's been such a push this year specifically around purple in yeah. marketing. The Pantone color this year was purple. There's a purple M&M now, like there's a ton of purple Christmas decorations out and about. So it also like colors change according to the collective consciousness throughout mm -hmm. the years too. It's a really interesting phenomenon to study. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm thinking about like the different seasons. So in the falls, the oranges and the, like the leaves, and then now it's red and green because it's coming into the holiday season. 
Um, so what intrigues me more is, so how do you, cause you say different colors will affect you. So how does like say a blue affect you compared to like a red? Cause I think they're kind of like counter colors. And you're spot on. Absolutely. They're both psychological primaries. Red is the physical blue is the mental. Uh, there have been so many scientific studies done on the two colors with human behavior, uh, pupil dilation changes, heart rate changes, perspiration changes, blood pressure goes up, not surprisingly with red. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they are definitely polar opposites. This is why, especially with news and sports, you see a lot of these two colors and it's because they have such notable reactions on the body. Got you. And it's weird, too, because I was thinking about because like I'm wearing uh, Matt Vincent's hate brand stuff. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. I have a I think it's pink. My wife gave it a different color, but it looks pink to me. But when I wear it, I'm calm. But when I wear other clothes, like it affects my mood. Is that yes. like something to do with how does that work? Yeah, that has to do with vibration. So what's really interesting and something that no one can really figure out why is that, yes, you can measure a color vibration coming from the sun, but it vibrates the same way if it is dyed into a clothing material. Pretty yeah. incredible because that means especially, I mean, there are certain people that can't go out in, in the sunlight. There are certain people like Alaska where it's dark half of the yeah. year. It shows that we can truly affect our physiology and our mood by what we put on our skin. So that's what is so powerful about color. And this is where you can really become your own diagnostician because when you wake up, let's say you're really amped up, you're stressed out, you have a bunch of meetings and deadlines, then you know, I'm going to go for that blue. It's going to calm me down. Or if you're feeling maybe a little down, maybe a little down on yourself about your business. Maybe you've had some frustrations. Well, maybe you're going to reach for more of a red to help you take action and feel more empowered. This is how strategic we can be with color, not just in our business, but on our bodies to help support us with our business and our life every day, which I think is pretty incredible. Yeah, no, I like that. Cause I, my mind always goes to, I want to get myself fixed first, get that moving so I can move into my business, help people do the flow and all of that. So as someone's building their brand and picking different colors and different stuff, I know it affects people in different ways. Now, is it like different industries work better for different colors? Would that play into it as well? Like some of that works in health, maybe would lean toward more colors than some of that works like maybe like I do in sales. I'm just curious. You know, that's what's really interesting. I work with a lot of people that come to me because they are in an industry, let's say corporate, which is predominantly blue. Uh, I'm just working with a client now who has an investment firm. And he's like, you know what? I, I want to start from scratch. And what's something you don't normally see that you think would work? And I said, okay, let's go for it. And so we did a really deep emerald green and gold. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it's different, but it has so much psychology behind it. I know absolutely how it will hit. Just like when George redid his branding, mm -hmm. he's the only person so far I've advised to do both pink and magenta because they mean totally different things, yeah. but it works great for him. And it's very different for his industry. So I think in a way it's better to not necessarily go with the status quo of color mm -hmm. combinations because you do drown in the sea of competition, be different and figure out. It's like, especially with Facebook blue, right? But with the release of the new iPhone, how they're releasing Meta, how the uh, Messenger app changed last year, they're pushing purple and mm -hmm. they're very smart to do it. So it's just very interesting to see these trends. And I think it's always best to kind of rebel against it and look a little bit different. Well, because you want to set yourself apart because like mm -hmm. there's like I'll use myself because it's just easy. There's a bunch of sales trainers out there. How do I distinguish 
my branding, my thought process, what I'm going to do. And like you said, you have five seconds. In the sales world, same thing. On the phone, you have five seconds to catch their attention. Face-to-face, you have 10. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that whole aspect of how you carry yourself and all is huge. It's absolutely huge. And especially like with sales, yeah, you're going to see a lot of red, a lot of green. It's because, you know, it's, those are the two main psychological primaries. So it makes sense. But if you want to do blue, why not do indigo? Not a lot of people do indigo and it's a purple based blue. So you're not only going to be pushing for that trust, but also the relationship building aspect of purple. So there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do. That's just a small pivot that makes a really huge difference. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say as we go along here is know what you want to do, but stand out, go against the norm a little bit if you want to to stand out, but also know the culture and the times and what's popular at that moment. So like right now, purple's popular, but make sure you have a, a consistent way to catch their attention, grab their attention and be distinctly you. Cause like, yeah, George is great with pink. Like I probably pink wouldn't work as well for me, but like for him, it's just that his, his thing. Um, so how do people, after they start doing that, how do you test to know it feels right? I, I know that might be a very vague question, but I'm just trying to think of like, I'm, I'm trying to be practical here. Okay. We have mm-hmm. the brand established. We're starting to test different colors and different things out. Do you do it for like a short period or how does that work? There's a couple things you can do. If you don't have an established audience yet, then you go to people who understand what you're trying to do and are supportive. I need to say that because that's not always family. That's not always friends. Uh, but it absolutely can be. See what their reactions are. Start wearing those colors because you also need to look good in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's say if you're choosing a blue and you say I look terrible in blue, you do not. You just don't have the right tone of blue. So yeah. explore and find the right tone that looks good on your skin. Uh, and so test that on people that you know. Some people test them on their own team. What do you guys think? Do you think this supports the business? These can be your business besties as well and see what it gives them. If you have an established audience, this is a great opportunity to have them vote on color palettes, which they love to do. Audiences Mm -hmm. love nothing more than to tell you exactly what to do with your business. So give them the opportunity and do it in a style that is voting A or B make it really quick. That makes it super easy. Those are That's a great way to test the waters and see, because we don't want to hit them with too much color. We don't mm-hmm. want to hit them with, you know, let's say a uh, red and a yellow, right? That's going to be way too stimulating. We need to have the right combination. And that's a really good way to test it before you a hundred percent dive into making that change. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause like I did a tagline uh, post, I gave A and B and I got a bunch of people that voted, but then I have a bunch of people say, well, I like this better and started giving me ideas, which was, was great. I was like, okay, right. I didn't know what was going to do. I had like 85 comments on something. I thought I was going to get like five to 10. I, what you said, there's crazy. I'm thinking about just like people want to be seen and heard. I think mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of times in marketing and business, we forget that relationship aspect of bringing them into our world because now if they've helped pick the colors, now you're like a sports team for them. This is where my mind's going. Now you're like, they're on team Michelle. They're on team Joe. They're doing that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So with colors, and I know we kind of bounced around a little bit and all, but what have we missed? What, what other aspects when someone's trying to figure out color coding and all for branding have we missed? I'd like to talk about tonal color harmony. And we didn't have a chance to talk about this a lot in Whitefish just because of the time limit. But what that means is making sure that all the color combinations you're choosing in your brand palette are in the same color family. 
that can be uh, yellow based. All your colors have a yellow base. That can be gray based. All your colors have a gray base. That can be black based or that can be white based. This is the number one problem I see, especially with unfortunately designers. And I'm trying to change that because not a lot of people know about this, which is okay, but making sure that you're staying in the right color family. For example, if you are in an autumn palette, you have very yellow and gray based colors, then you do not want to use a pure white background. That's going to be a clash. And subconsciously that is going to bother your viewer. I'm not saying that it's going to completely tank your conversions, but you can improve their visual experience by keeping everything on your site in the same tonal color harmony palette. So I think that's something that's really important to remember. And like we talked about, this will also help you figure out what palette to use based on what looks good on you. Because that way, every time you're on camera, when you're taking photos for your brand and on your website, it's all going to look and feel cohesive and you are not going to eventually start hating your website because it's not in the right tonal color harmony palette no that makes sense so you mentioned there's like an autumn palette is it like the mm -hmm. season so like there's an autumn flare a winter flare summer flare yep. what families because now i'm intrigued what families fall into it like what sure. are there different colors which ones fall into which every color is in each palette it's just the tone of color so let's take yellow. You can have yellow in a winter, a summer, a spring, and an autumn palette, but the yellow is going to be yellow gray based in an autumn. It's going to be very clear, and that's just the pure, pure yellow. I think it's FFF070 or something. Um, if you are in the spring palette, then it's going to be just yellow based. And if you are in the summer palette, then it's going to be gray based. Okay. So every color is in each palette. It's just what's underneath it to give it that specific shade and tone. Got you. So where does gold fall in? Because like that's in my logo, but I know we mm -hmm. talked a little bit about it, but that is that outside of the yellow spectrum or is that like affect people differently? And I'm just trying to understand this one a little bit more. Sure. There's uh there are yellow based golds and there are orange based golds. So it really depends. And then there's, you know, rose gold. So that has yeah. more of the red tones to it. So that depends. It can definitely carry aspects of meanings of yellow, orange, or pink slash red. Uh, I don't officially call it in the visible light spectrum because it's not, but you can absolutely figure out like, okay, I really want my gold to be, let's say, yellow-based because mm -hmm. I want people focusing on the future, feeling optimistic, feeling more attracted to wealth. Um, so that can definitely fall in there, but making sure that you know what base your gold is. That's what I'd say. Got you. Because mm -hmm. see, because now my mind's just thinking of the different ways that colors affect you. Because like I've heard red makes you more attractive. Blue makes you more calm. Is that what you said? Makes you more calm and to the public makes you feel trustworthy. Got you. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I trust more people in blue. I, I read people funny? for a living in sales. So that's where my mind was go. thinking. <laughs> I was like, that does make sense. Again, I'm a Michigan fan though too. So Ohio State's red. That might be a bias on my part. So mm -hmm. full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And that's why it's really interesting. Like why do people get so obsessed with their sports teams? Of course it's the sport, but I think they also get a huge affinity for the color. Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, like blue and gold. It's maize and blue are like my blog or my logo color is blue and gold. Mm -hmm. And my favorite college is maize and blue is Michigan. So it, it might be something psychological there. Just thinking of the whole Definitely. thing there. 
That's I've had people that have reached out to me and they're like, who do you think is going to win this game? And da, 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 da. I'm like, well, I, I can't tell you for sure, but I can tell you the experiments where they painted different locker rooms, red and mm-hmm. pink and blue and what happens. So it is very interesting. Yeah. Well, color affects us a lot more than I realized. It, it, oh, yeah. It's so interesting. So let's let's go a little bit different. Like I'm more of a mental thing. So if you're like feeling down and all, what color should you wear mm-hmm. and what color shouldn't you wear? Yes. The color that's going to bring you up if you're down and it's going to bring you down if you're too far up is green. This is the most shades of any color. Um, and it really makes the body go into a homeostasis. So of course, if someone was like highly agitated, I'd probably put them in blue. But if I just wanted someone to feel more balanced, more connected, more grounded, then I'd put them in green. Absolutely. Uh, It really helps bring growth to so many different situations. And it's a great color to put in your office environment in your home space. Gotcha. Kind of like the uh, Chinese where they have everything just set in a different way, like designing your environment. So colors Mm -hmm. around you, not just what you wear, but what you have around you can affect you as well, I would assume. Yes, absolutely. It is, it's pretty incredible. Like I have people that chat with me and, you know, I've just been feeling so depressed lately and stagnant my business and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, take a picture of your office and send it to me. And I always know what color it is. It's gray. And Mm -hmm. as we talked about at the event, mutes your personality over time can cause, you know, long-term fatigue and depression, all these different things. And sometimes their walls are blue. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, over time, blue can actually make you feel a little bit more depressed. And there, there was a story of a kid whose walls were painted blue and he kept falling asleep when he got home. He was doing terrible in class because mm-hmm. it was painted blue. Got to change the color. And it really impacts you and how you feel and the energy you feel. Because, you know, I think about it this way. When I'm around too many people or different stuff, I like to go for a walk in nature where there's trees, like yes, the green and all. Is there is there like a color effect to that too? I mean, I know the air mm-hmm. and the sun and all that's helped me as well, but I was just wondering. Yeah, there's so many different studies specifically around nature and green. Um, and I don't know if you've read the book yet, but you'll really enjoy the green chapter. I mean, there's things that happen with the color. It's actually hard if you are trying to go for intensive exercise in a green environment, mm-hmm. you're going to feel like you are slogging through mud because the heart will get up to a certain beats per minute. And then it does not want to go higher in a green environment, which is interesting. And there's also the health benefits of what the trees give off essential oils, essentially, that help improve respiratory function and bring down the kind of stress hormones in the body for up to, I think they said like 30 hours after exposure. So it's pretty amazing what just simply being in nature can do. Yeah, I try to do it every day. I've not completed the book yet. My daughter, who's in college, needed it for something she was working on, and she borrowed the book. So oh, that's awesome. That. I'm glad. So she got all the genius before you did. Good for yes. her. Well, I mean, she's a genius, so it works out well. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, she had to report, and it, she was talking about colors and stuff. I'm like, well, I just got this book, and so I have to get it back from her. She lives that here, but fantastic. she's reading it currently, so sweet. Yeah, no, it's, I, I like it a lot. So we're not done yet, but I always like to put this kind of in the middle. Where can people find you? Cause I know like when I talked to you, I had a bunch of questions hitting in my head and I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, Holy crap, I need help in an area. I might not have need, thought I needed help with. Absolutely. So if you're interested in picking up the book, it is just coming out. It's called Color Secrets, and you can find that at colorcured.com. And if you want more of kind of this visibility branding angle, you can pop on over to visibilityvixen.com because I do teach this strategy. Perfect. 
awesome. <laughs> and there's the pug. Now, we were talking <laughs> earlier. We both have pugs, and her pug yep. is named Oliver. And I close closure, we had a pug named Oliver. He lived to be 15. Hopefully, yours lives as long as you want them to live to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that in common. Pug people always stay together. They're the best. So question now, because I know you do business and all. We've been talking a little bit about color. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a morning routine or rituals that you do? Is it, and is it based around color? Cause I mean, you said it's your favorite thing. Cause I didn't know if it, that plays into it or. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I tend to be a more aggressive, hot blooded personality. I know I don't necessarily come across that way, but that is true. And so in the morning I'm really strategic making sure I'm taking in nature. I'm taking in a lot of green in the morning. Uh, and I specifically do red light therapy to help bring down inflammation and to kind of reset everything. And then just depending on how I feel and what I know my body's going to need or what I need to communicate biggest color every day is in my closet. So I pick that strategically. Absolutely. And then, um, then I just kind of work around and figure out, okay, what do I need around me today? And, you know, how do I think I can communicate with color today, which is what I do with all the clients and even friends. I'm always talking. And if I'm not wearing a color, I'm talking in a way that supports the color, which is really interesting, especially, and I think you'll really enjoy this in the book. I break down each of those primary communication colors and how each color is actually reflective of a certain personality type. So just like in your sales process, you can analyze someone's personality and kind of cater what you're saying according to their language. Mm -hmm. You can do the same thing according to color because people do fall into certain categories of being a blue or a red or a pink. So I find that fascinating and I really enjoy that. That is very interesting because now I'm thinking through my head. So what color would, would just from the little bit, because I know we've talked only a little bit, what color do you feel I would be? And I know I'm wearing, what is this, bluish, purplish, something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, we met a couple months ago and I've been watching your posts online. You're very inspirational. I'm not sure exactly how outgoing you are. So I would probably say maybe a yellow or a blue. I have tons of blue. I don't have much yellow, but like my skin tone, I don't think yellow looks as great on me with it. So Mm -hmm. I I do. I like I my wife laughs at me because I have more blue than any other color in my Are you more like strategy minded, technically minded, like detail attracted? That's the only thing that I'm like, you might not be totally blue. So I'm a salesperson, but I'm Mm -hmm. very creative. I have like a very creative side as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I like to tell stories. I write short stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more in that regard. Can I be detailed if I have to? Yes. Is it my strength? No. Telling mm-hmm. stories, communicating, connecting with people that that's my strength. Okay. Then you're purple. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have any purple. That's okay. And you don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be the color you're most attracted to, but, uh, purples are very relationship driven. They are connectors. They kind of go against the flow of what everyone else is doing and they don't really care. Uh, they bring in new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking about yeah, things. Yeah. That, that is definitely me. Cause I am not your typical sales guy. I'm always connecting people. Yeah. That's hundred awesome. percent me. I just, Love didn't, it. I, I haven't got, I'm, I'm going to read the book. I wanted yeah, to, like yeah. I said, my daughter took that. So I'm going to have to go get it from her today, <laughs> but <laughs> then no, you can I, let me know what color you think I am. Yeah. Okay. And I will, I will for sure. Mm-hmm. I, cause I did, cause just thinking about this love, cause I was going through and I, I love what you do on your reels. Cause I've been watching some of your stuff. Cause when you explain the color, 
you're wearing the color normally. And that for me, and I maybe I am a visual learner. I don't know. I'm more, I think I'm more actually hands-on type of learner. But mm-hmm. like when you have the color and you're explaining it, it hits me more than like if you were wearing red and talking about blue, I think it would have like I my mind would do the whole little I think anyone's mind would do that. It's so helpful, I think, because some people, yeah, they're auditory learners, visual learners. You want to try to appeal to everyone you can. And for me, like you can also feel the difference wearing the color. I was wearing purple while writing the purple chapter and I had to go change because it was making me feel so lightheaded. Well, purple, which is actually violet, it's the last color in the visible light spectrum. It's the most tied to spirituality. It was making me too lightheaded to do something practical like writing. So I had to go change. It's pretty amazing what it can do. Yeah, no, it's... It's opened up my whole world and my whole mind to color now. Because again, like I said before, then I never thought about it. Like I heard you on George's podcast first. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I knew you were going to be at the event. I'm like, holy crap, this is a lot more into it. And when you get into the aspects of different things, oh, that's what I want to ask you. Red light therapy, because I'm into different mm-hmm. modalities and learning and getting better at stuff. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? It's so like I've done cold plunges before. I've done breathwork. I've never done red light therapy that I know of. I have no mm-hmm. idea what it does. Well, there, every color has the ability to do some type of healing in the body. There's a guy named Charles Klotz, and he wrote a book called Color Medicine. So he's the one that found the frequency that each color vibrates at. And he then was able through research of something called chromotherapy, which has been around for 2000 years of how certain colors can affect healing in the body. So specifically with red, that's the longest wavelength. So therefore, when the body's exposed to it, it penetrates the deepest through the skin um, and into the organs and stuff. So specifically with infrared light therapy, aka red light therapy, this is just beyond our vision in the visible light spectrum um, with the longest wavelengths. And this actually helps reduce inflammation increase circulation, uh, do those kinds of things. And what's funny is that there was a, um, a medicinal, one of the founders of medicine, his name is Avicenna. And he would say, okay, if you have a bloody nose, don't look at anything red. Cause it'll make it worse. So it's kind of interesting oh, wow. that even back then, historically, like people were starting to get to know things about color. So specifically red light therapy is really good for those kinds of things. And then there's other colors that help balance that out. People use Uh, ultraviolet therapy for cancer treatments. People use specific blue light. As you know, there's the yellow glasses that block Mm -hmm. the blue light from the screen. So there's, I mean, so many different healing things that color does as light for the body. That is amazing. I like that. Mm -hmm. So as we wind this down, I have this one question I always love to ask people, especially because you think differently than most people Mm -hmm. that I've met, which is a good thing. You can go back in time as far as you want or go in the future as far as you want. You get to meet one person, stay with them for a year, learn everything you can for that year, and then bring that knowledge back here. Where would you go and who would you meet and what would you learn? Uh, Tesla, for sure. I would want to, he understood frequency in a way that I think very few of us do. And uh, especially with electricity and movement and, you know, our bodies are voltage, we're electromagnetic beings. So that's who I would study for sure. I love that. I've not had Tesla. No one's brought Tesla. I love Tesla. Yep. You're the first person. (laughs) No, like he did so many crazy cool things and he was so not about the, he was the, he was definitely a purple. 
He was definitely against yes. the whole way that society was at the time. For sure. Yes, he was. When I appreciated like certain things, especially that the government was doing where he said, I don't want any part of this and just walked away. Yeah. He really wanted to see like, what is this free electricity and how can we create and connect? And I just really appreciate that about him. And I think anyone that can tap into intelligence like that is someone definitely to observe. Yeah, no, I love that. Mm -hmm. So the last question I always like to just ask, what other words of wisdom, insight, we can be on the colors that we talked about or anything else that you would want to leave the audience with? Oh, let's just talk for another hour. No, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> when it comes to color, I think what really, because you can, you can go, you can Google right now, color psychology, and you're going to see a bunch of things that come up, especially when it comes to your body. And when it comes to branding and marketing, remember that you need to look at the different aspects of color. So let's niche into marketing. You need to know how color has been used in things like film. Uh, because that really changes people over time. For example, the meaning of yellow uh, in Japan for years and years until recently. Uh, so you need to know where your audience is in the world, how color affects them. You need to understand color historically and the journey that it took to get it to where it is now. And you need to understand behaviorally how someone will literally adapt their feelings and their moods according to color. My big proponent that I say a lot in the book is I think this needs to be used with integrity because obviously for so many years it has not been and has been abused. Yeah. So I think we have a really interesting opportunity now in history to make color it's the only universal language we have. And so why not use that to communicate? And that can be in your business. It can be in your home. I've seen amazing relationships improve inside of a home just by using color. So it is this untapped resource that a lot of people don't think of. So especially as we go into the holidays, start noticing why are people decorating with these certain colors? What colors bring you joy? It doesn't have to be red and green for the holidays. A lot of people are going blue and silver and just see what starts happening after the event. I got so many DMS of people that were out shopping and they chose a color instead of black or white or gray. So Good. even just being aware of it changes a lot of people's perspectives. Well, funny story there. All my sweatshirts used to be black. Now yeah. all of my sweatshirts, I don't, I have one because I have one from Hawaii that I like that I kept that's black, but all the other ones, I have this one, I have a pink one, I have a blue one. Yeah. I've just like, I've, I've opened my world to color instead of just the black. So that, that is awesome. <laughs> and what is the name of your book again, to make sure that they can go and get it? It's called color secrets. So you can look it up. It's on Amazon. It's on my site, wherever it's convenient for you. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much. I know we've just tapped into this. So guys, go follow her on Instagram, reach out to her on her website, get the book. It will help you out greatly. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is a blast, Joe. It was great meeting you at the event. I'm so happy to be here. I hope that this ministers to your audience today. And I just absolutely love the work you're doing. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, share, like, and comment on this a podcast so we can help more people learn about color, life, business, life by design, all of it. And until next time, go try a different color. Don't wear the same thing all the time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the 150K podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.